So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. All right, this next topic I find very fun to talk about. I find all these topics fun to talk about. But um, this next one is about how to become an expert in your field, how to become an expert as a facility manager. Now, this one's interesting because I feel as though some people don't really position themselves as true experts and they need to, okay? Here's the thing, you know, by the time you listen to this podcast, we'll probably be sitting close to or have already hit hit 300 downloads uh, for our podcast, which in my opinion is a big deal for such a niche industry, okay? And my goal for, for this podcast is for the next 12 months, so from January until the end of the year, is to publish over 100 episodes. That's my goal. And then the other goal from that is to position myself as an expert in marketing in the facility management industry. That's my goal. I want to publish 100 plus episodes and position myself as the go-to expert for marketing and facilities management. And I'm going to do that. I will be positioning myself that way. And I will become the go-to expert. And I'm not saying the brag. This is not a bragging moment. This is not a, you know, standing on my soapbox and, and talking about all this. No, this is nothing to do with that. But what I'm getting to is how do you position yourself to, to become an expert in what you're trying to do? And it's really not that hard, but it is. It's not hard because all you need to do is just kind of follow what I'm currently doing. Like, you know the best example I can give you is 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 that um, you know back in the day when I was when I was running my martial arts studio that all started in in one way it all started with me having desire to own my own martial arts studio at the age of fourteen okay I was teaching martial arts unpaid uh, at my karate school and then at the age of seventeen I was already a black belt for four years at that point. And considered an expert, if you will, uh, and had been training in the martial arts for seven years. And basically, they brought me in on staff as as a um, part time employee and paid me to be a martial arts instructor. And now you would think that once you start getting paid for something, that you are an expert at what you do, and you are, but you're not. So what I'm saying is, is that. In the seven years that it took me to get to where I'm at, to, to get to where I, I, I was um, teaching martial arts classes as a profession, you know, even before then, I was considered an expert. Before that, at the age of 13, 14, I was considered an expert. I'm an expert compared to everybody else that's below me. I may not be an expert anyone that's above me. And you might be wondering, well, don't you have to be the top of the top to become labeled as an expert? Not necessarily. As far as I'm concerned, you know, a master plumber isn't the top of the top of all plumbers. It's just that they, they've reached the status of expertise in plumbing. 
you know, like or a doctor isn't necessarily the top of the top in their chosen field of study. They've just reached the the pinnacle of that field of study. And then expertise continues to grow. And so, you know, the same goes with me in my marketing career. You know, I started my business, my, my first business at the age of, how old was I? 27? The age of 27. Started my first business at the age of 27, or is it 28? I don't remember. 2000, yeah, 27. Started my first business at the age of 27. I wasn't a business expert whatsoever. Didn't even label myself as that. I, like the fact that I was able to feed myself was like expert level. But I was a martial arts expert. And some people don't even know this. Before I opened my studio, I hadn't been training for several years. And it's like, whoa, wait, what? You stepped away from training for several years? And then you went and opened a studio and then you labeled yourself as an expert? Yes. That does not take away that I am not an expert in the martial arts. Mind you, before the age of 27, I was a former world champion. I was a former Colorado State champion. I was a third degree black belt. I've trained with some of the best competitors in the world. I would consider myself as an expert, even if I took like a hiatus of four or five years. You know, I don't even know how long the hiatus was, but you get my point. An expert basically goes above and beyond everybody else. An expert is going above and beyond what most people would actually do to understand something that they're they're, they're passionate about. So as a facility management leader in the, you know, if you have a facility management company, You're an expert in facilities maintenance. You're an expert in that field. So even though you have facility managers, you're still a better expert than them because you are doing more work throughout the region, throughout the country, throughout a specific location. You're doing more work on a regular basis and you know what the common problems are at all time to where it's no longer preventative maintenance, but it's like you're, you're prepping before something actually happens. You are more of an expert than the person that you are serving. And so that is how one of the reasons on how you become an expert is by going above and beyond what everyone, what most people would be able to do. So like I consider myself as a marketing expert. Why? Not because I sold a business. I consider myself as a marketing expert because in that journey of me building my business, I got to a point where we were generating 30 leads per month, all right? And then from those 30 leads per month, I got to a point where we were taking those 30 leads and scheduling 15 calls and getting 12 appointments and closing at 90%, month over month over month. I consider myself as an expert because I was able to start using Facebook and other means of marketing to build my brand. I consider myself as a marketing expert because then I sold that business, went into a new industry in the um, HVAC, commercial HVAC and refrigeration, and started getting business from Dollar General, from Chipotle, from 7-Eleven, from Cushman and Wakefield, from Raytheon, from Anheuser-Busch, 
Like not all of them did business with us, but they all contacted us because of my marketing expertise. They all found our company. I consider myself as an expert in marketing because I'm able to do those things and I was able to do that and I continue to be able to do that. Understand that you don't have to reach super high levels. All you have to do is that you, you can just prove that you can get these results for you and that you can get these results for everybody else. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Is that if you can prove that you can get these results for yourself, you're an expert already. I proved that I can get a black belt for myself. Now I can help you get a black belt for you. That's, that's what I'm trying to say, okay? If you start positioning yourself and thinking about yourself as an expert like that, you're different. Now, ways and help you with your expertise journey is start documenting this stuff. Document any kind of key things to show how it's working. Document your journey. Document your systems. Document your results. Document everything. Create frameworks that have been documented. When you're doing this and then you show this framework, like, hey, this framework is what this does. And by following this framework, it gave us this result. And I do that every day at my company right now with Rapmate. We are creating frameworks for all sorts of stuff. One of the biggest frameworks that we created was our marketing strategy. And then from that, we created our brand script strategy. And then from that, we're going to be creating our email marketing strategy. And then from that, we're going to be creating our website content creation strategy. And they're all frameworks that we're all following. I do this for SEO. I do this for every single piece of marketing strategy that that moves the needle. And when you document these things and you follow it and you start saying, hey, this is working really well, then all of a sudden you've got yourself a framework that works. And it can be duplicated. So then what you can do is you can ask to do what you do for free for like one or two people and get a testimonial. And you're like, well, Javier, why would I do that in the facility management industry? I'm trying to make money. Totally understand. Totally get it. But what if you're trying to enter into a new space that you've not done before? For instance, you've done like HVAC, you've done plumbing because they overlap, you've done um, you know, electrical, like those things, but you've only done it in a small region. Maybe you just did it in the you know, in, in Washington, Washington state, but now you're going to be expanding a little bit, you know, further south, you know, into or to, into um, Oregon and, and Northern California. You can basically offer one or two people in those regions, in those states to be kind of like a test pilot. So that's another way of kind of positioning yourself. And then you get a testimonial out of them. And then you, what you want to do is you want to start documenting these types of stories. Document the journey. Video it. I mean, pull out your iPhone. Video what's going on. It's like, hey, guys, we're opening up a new, you know, a new service location um, for our business. We're adding a new you know, um, industry for our business. And we're actually going to be documenting this entire process so that we can fix what's going on. And you can see and experience exactly in real time our failures and our successes. Whew. And people are like, well, I don't want to showcase my failures. Why not? Why don't you want to show your failures? Everyone else sees everyone else's failures online. Why not your business? And if people experience and see your failures online, they start saying, they start feeling like, huh, these guys are a little different. So document it. Tell those stories. And then start creating a training such as webinars, courses, or consultation for this. So as you're creating these things, then all of a sudden you can create a webinar training on how 
your services work so well in Oregon or how adding this new industry in this new state works so well in these locations. And you can start training people and you can start onboarding people to, to start learning about this. And you have all this stuff documented and you're proving yourself like, hey, historically we've been really good at doing this, 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 and this. And we've been amazing at doing these things and it's been working for our customers and this. And now we're trying to get into this new niche. And the reason we're trying to get into this new niche is because there's an opportunity to start you know, really shaping how the facility world is, is managing their businesses or their locations. And we're gonna be teaching you how to do this by following this webinar. Do you see what's going on? Now you're positioning yourself even more of an expert. And then you can create courses for this. You can create consultation for it where, hey, we're only taking on you know, you know, um, clients that, on a consultative basis where you're paying us an X amount, you know, whatever it is, for the next 12 months to test pilot this stuff. This is done all the time for SaaS companies where they take on beta users. Some people don't know this, but Google... When they came out with Gmail, first of all, Gmail was like a side project for some like some people at Google. They're like, "Hey, let's let's think about this whole email thing because like emails are dumb the way they're set up now." It's exactly what they did. And on the Fridays, they because Google allows you to spend twenty percent of your time that is not on your work but is Google work. Like if you get hired to be like an engineer. Um, for the search engine piece of you know of their business, then the other you know for four days of a week, the fifth day of a week, you could choose to work on something else that was Google related, but outside of what you're doing. And that's how Gmail came about. And Gmail was in beta for I believe ten plus years, beta. Okay, and now it's one of the industry standards on how to structure email correctly. Okay, so. And when you're doing this, like I want you to think about this, but publish regularly about your findings and learnings. What do you think this podcast is for? I'm publishing my findings and learnings. Like me getting this new job at Ratmate is allowing not just myself, but also like my audience to start learning quickly. I'm like all these findings and learnings I'm getting. Here's something else to think about. When you're publishing, you're teaching. You're showing people what you know. And I can tell you this right now, when I was running a martial arts studio, when I started teaching more, I started getting better at the martial arts. When I was you know, doing personal training more and training fitness clients, I started getting better at fitness. Not just like more in shape, just better at movements, better at doing this, better at executing, better at meal prepping, better at, better at all those things. When I started teaching, I started getting better. So why do you think I have a podcast? Is because when I start teaching more about this stuff, I improve my marketing abilities. And this is why it's important you as a facility service provider should be teaching about facilities management. You should be educating. You should be the forefront leaders. And don't go on someone else's platform like on you know, I'm not knocking these other platforms, but don't go on Connects or on Rifma or Facility Executive. Don't go on their platform. Go on your platform. Create your own channel. Become the expert. When you create your channel that people have to go through your stuff, it's game changing. So position yourself like that. And when you're and you're and you're running all this stuff, like you know, you're publishing regularly, 
on social media, a blog, podcast, whatever it is, you're publishing regularly, people start thinking, man, you truly are an expert. Because like, like I've told, I've told this to people, I go, I can be on someone's television. They're like, what do you mean? I go, can you watch YouTube on your TV? Yeah, so I'm on your TV. And when people see you on TV, they consider you as an expert. No different from being interviewed from like the press. No different from having your own YouTube channel. It's no different. Because most people aren't willing to do this. They don't want to do it. The last piece is you only need to be one to two steps ahead of most people to be an expert at something. And I've told this story a lot. You know, the movie Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, the, the scene where he's teaching college students on a certain subject that he doesn't know anything about. And he did it for an entire semester. And then he, he finally got caught. They're like, so by the way, how did you teach the entire semester on a subject that you have nothing about? On a subject that you know nothing about? And he's like, oh, that was easy. I just read one chapter ahead of everybody else. And they're like, wait, what? He goes, I just read one chapter ahead of everybody else. I knew that if I told them to read chapters one through three, they would stop at chapter three. I just read chapters four and five ahead. So I knew exactly what I needed to discuss just in case some other questions came up. That's it. All you need to be is one to two steps ahead of somebody else to be considered as an expert. Some people, for some reason, have this false pretense that you have to be world-class to be an expert. You don't. You just have to be better than someone else and help lead them there. That's it. I mean, I consider myself as a, as a very good expert at marketing, but I can tell you this right now. I don't hold a candle to Russell Brunson. Like, he's, he's considered one of my heroes for marketing. And I'm learning a lot from him. But where I'm coming from is, is that I still publish and I still teach about marketing because I can create my own audience and my own niche to help my people and my followers on how to get better. And if it's not for you guys, then I'm doing it for me because I've already said this before. I publish because I know when I'm teaching, I'm getting better at what I'm doing. I'm improving my craft. And marketing is my craft. This is what I love doing. This is what I enjoy. And by me doing this and educating and doing these podcasts, it, I mean, it's gold for me. Just liquid gold. It, it, it really puts joy in me. So this is how you become an expert in your field, okay? As a facility maintenance leader is by doing these things, you know, going above and beyond what everyone else is doing mostly, okay? Proving um, that you can actually do it for yourself and then showing how you can do it by documenting it. Uh, and then asking other people to, like, to come on board to try out what you're trying to do, maybe one or two people for free, get testimonials out of this, document the stories and the, and the journey of that. Start creating training webinars and, and courses and, and consultation so that you can start you know, educating even more so because you're positioning yourself more as that expert. Publish on a regular basis, whether it's blogging weekly, okay? Whether it's posting on social media daily. I didn't say weekly on that one. Notice the difference. Or, you know, or publishing uh, podcasts on a weekly basis. We publish twice a week. And if you're thinking, well, that's just a lot of work, Javier. It totally is. But nothing worthwhile isn't easy. You started your facility maintenance company for a reason. It wasn't easy. 
Your marketing strategy should not be one of those like, well, it's like, it's like saying like, do I, do I need to pay my taxes? I don't want to pay my taxes. Well, no crap. No one wants to pay their taxes, but you still have to do it. It's part of a business function. Marketing is no different. Okay. Yeah. We all want to grow our business, but you should probably just market your business better because it's part of a business function. Okay. Like, like think about this. Do that. All right. Do those things. Your business starts taking off. All right. Three things I ask you every time at the end of these podcast episodes. And, and I keep asking you because sometimes you just got to repeat it. And other times people have never even heard this podcast yet. And they probably are you know, starting on episode 20. Okay. And that's cool. But do three things for me. One, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you. Ask me questions on there. Follow my content. It'd be great. You can follow me on linkedin.com slash in slash Javier Lozano Jr. That's where I spend most of my time on social media. Should I go into other channels? Probably. I don't have time at the moment though. All right, number two, review our podcast on Apple. If Spotify still takes reviews, or still, if they are now taking reviews, review me there too. Like review this podcast. If you're finding value out of this, this would really make the, you know, really make things amazing for me. Number three is share this podcast with somebody else. Let them learn about this podcast. Let them actually get some value out of these podcasts. Do those three things, super grateful for it, all right? I hope you guys have an amazing day. I, um, I'm gonna cut this and we'll see what happens next for this next episode. I hope you guys have a profitable day, guys, all right? Talk to you ladies later. All right, guys, thanks for taking a listen to our Facility Management Marketing Podcast Secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email, and that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing, and more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.